In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Holy Spirit, take control. Anoint your word, anoint me, and anoint your people. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Okay, wonderful. Sister Mama. Let's get, let's get into God's word. Um, I started this new series. You were not here just last week. I started talking about the reward of a prophet. Because it's a word directly, it's a quote directly from the Bible. The reward of a prophet. And let me start off this evening by quoting a number of scriptures. One of them is in the book of Acts chapter 20. When I stood here, these scriptures began to come at me. So I'll have to bring, bring them out so that the spirit, the force, and the grace, and the the flow of divine power that is in these scriptures will reach out into your life and as, as you reach out and open your heart for the spirit of God to do a work by these words in you. Is this thing too cold? Is this thing too cold? Yeah, yeah. So what do we do? When I you want to lift it? Yep. That goes up. Yep. The higher the the higher the the, 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 the hotter. It doesn't work according to is it science? They say the higher you go, the cooler it becomes. <laughs> that science. You know you put on that thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't work. This one doesn't work that way. This one, the higher you go, the the hotter it becomes. They say, hey, me, I want to go high. Okay, you keep going high. You start feeling hot. <laughs> Anyway, so we started talking about this reward of a prophet, and I trust that God will give me grace this evening. So let me start off this evening by quoting a number of scriptures. But then, this is a statement I want to make to you. If you're writing, you want to capture it, or recording, whatever. In this new day, if I say a new day, it's a new day in God. It's a new season in God. God is doing brand new things in the earth. Um, apostles are being released. Prophets are being released. The pastoral grace is being deepened in the earth. In this new day, one of the things that God is opening to you and I, or to the body of Christ in general also, and to the entire earth, are new vistas, new images, new pictures of himself his activities, his knowledge, and the way things must be done. If you look at the earth, the earth is in a state of chaos simply because men have decided to do things according to his law, according to their law. When we get into December, we're going to start that program. I'll be doing the first day and I'll share some things about issues of government, issues about divine blueprints. And all. But here we stand. God wants to bring us into a place of grace and power, a place of affluence, a place of influence also, a place of wealth. And all these things are loaded in his principles, his manual. The word of God, this is a statement you may have to capture. The word of God must become your manual for existence. How you operate by you can't knock off malaria by drinking blood tonic necessarily. 
Malaria must be addressed with. I hear there's going to be immunization for malaria starting 2018 or something. We're going to immunize us against malaria. Perhaps they've discovered a law, and if they've discovered the law of malaria and discovered the law that can counterreact it, fight it, oppose it permanently, banish it. So they've designed something. They said it's going to immunize people against malaria. I hope it is not another form of biological terrorism. <laughs> biological terrorism. That is about to hit the earth. So God has laws. And he's the one who has built this earth. And he's the one that has given an idea for what church is. Church is God's idea. The word is borrowed from the, the Gentile world. And Jesus applied it to, to what he wants to do spiritually. To express the energy and the life force that is inside this mystical, spiritual entity of of, of, of his kingdom. So God has laws. And these laws are supposed to be transporters. Bring us into a place. So you may hear me teaching certain things. And you may not necessarily hear it in everybody's mouth. You may hear it in some few people's mouth. Or you may probably not hear it from. Because God is opening new opportunities. New realms of inheritance. To bring us into a place of influence. Affluence. Opportunities. Power. Wealth. And, and all. That is how come some of these things you will hear. So, listen to this. Acts chapter 20, verse 32. It says, So now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among those who are sanctified. So, you look at the word of God, you realize that there is something about the word of God that brings us into a destination. God says through the apostle that the word will build you up so you may not be a word you like. You will listen to some of the teachings I feel like I should be taught rather this way. And you go places somebody is talking utter nonsense. We are not picking on anybody but somebody is talking utter nonsense. And you just realize people celebrate the utter nonsense and they clap for it. <laughs> they clap, put their hands together and celebrate all the madness. Then after they get home, the person can't remember anything because what the person was fed with has no foundations for human existence. God made you and these laws will keep you. These laws will build you. Here is the prophet Ezekiel seeing a vision and God shows him a temple. And God says that go and tell Israel the, the law of the temple. The law of the temple is you build it according to blueprint and you build it according to that design, the water begins to flow from beneath it. If you don't build it according to that design, there is no flow, there is no manifestation, there, there are no release. So the word will build you and the word will also give you an inheritance. Inheritance is not only for your kid, but it is also you are able to pass it on to generations upon generations. That is how come hearing the word of God is very important and bundled with prayer, you are beginning to excel. Now, in the book of Peter, let me quote another, another scripture. These three scriptures came to me, so I need to, I need to pass them on. In the book of 2 Peter, chapter 1, the verse 12, God is doing something new. God is releasing new truth. 2 
second peter chapter 1 verse 12 it says for this reason what is the reason if we want to get this reason then we need to go up we need to go back right no are you with me he said for this reason so what's the reason then it means that we need to back up to be able to get a reason so if we back up a little you said then you said but also for this very reason <laughs> and that's the best fight also for this very reason that means that you have to which reason i need to back up quickly so you go to the <laughs> you go to the chapter one the verse one it said simon peter a born servant and apostle of jesus christ so understand the person giving this word is not an ordinary just an ordinary man but this is somebody who has been graced by god he did not call himself an apostle but god made him an apostle and besides that, he is not a free apostle. There are some apostles, they are free. They are law unto themselves. This one is a bonded servant. He's lost all of his rights. These are principles of apostolic mindset. I didn't want to talk about this, but I don't know why. These are some principles of apostolic mindset. If you go into an apostolic church, some of the qualities that makes them apostolic as a church is not because they name themselves, we are apostolic. And so, present apostolic ministry, apostolic fire ministry, apostolic church of Christ. That does not make you apostolic. Pentecostal fire and apostolic generating, awesome. all kinds of people are very good. Apostolic international. If you don't add international, your ministry cannot travel <laughs> beyond the borders. <laughs> One of the key principles that makes us as apostolic a church is the issue of bond servant. A bond servant simply is a servant who has lost all of his rights. History to it is found in the Old Testament, where servants have to serve their masters over a period of time, and when a period elapses, you are free to go. But here you finish serving, the years have passed, seven years has passed, 14 years or so, maybe passed. And then Abraham says, Master, I'm not going. I'm giving my life to you to serve you all the days of my life. All that I have is yours. I've lost all my rights. <laughs> I have nothing of my own. So they carry you and use an oar and bore your ear to the door. They pierce it to the door. So they create a hole and put, a, uh, put an earring in there. The blood comes out, it's pinched to the wall, and that guy becomes a bond servant. Later we'll go into the principles of bond servant, but here is the guy talking. He's not an ordinary guy. So he says that he's, a bond, he's lost all of his right. In fact, as a matter of fact, he cannot change to say, I will no longer be an apostle again. That is what he's saying. Principle of apostolic church. Okay, now we have changed. We cannot be an apostolic church anymore. We, 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 if we talk about apostolic, that begins to bring me to something. You can't find a definition in the dictionary. So there is Peter talking. I want to go after something. Here is Peter talking. And he says that all of this whole thing about what I'm going to tell you is bound up in that spirit of apostolicity or apostolism or apostolic. And it is not by dictionary definition. It's not by school definition. If you have to understand apostolic, then we basically will have to begin to go back 
and look at who is the first apostle and look at the things that made him an apostle and begin to pick those principles, walk in them, embrace the spirit of those principles, and then we can become apostolic. You cannot even look at Apostle Paul and say, oh, Apostle Paul is the one who wrote how many percentage of the New Testament and therefore, there was some apostle before Apostle Paul. It's not even Peter. It's not even James and John. He's called Jesus Christ. He is the apostle, the ultimate. He is the one that makes others apostolic. So from this background, he's writing. So for this reason, then we back up. When we back up, we see several reasons. But I want to start from somewhere. He says, for this very reason. This very reason meaning from the spirit of a born servant, um, uh, uh, the spirit of apostolic. He said, to those who have obtained like precious faith with us by, by righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied to you by the knowledge in the knowledge of God, listen carefully, in the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ. So I'm going back to the verse 12 and then I, I'll come back again. The verse 12 says that for this reason, for this reason, I will not neglect to remind you always of these things. What, what are these things? It means they are still behind. The reasons are still behind. These things Though you know them and you are established in the present truth. This is the thing I'm going after. God is doing brand new things and he's releasing brand new truth. Brand new understanding. So the same word or the same statement can be made the reward of a prophet. And you will hear it from a certain angle or based on apostolic understanding. And it's totally different from what you have heard before. And... Sometimes they literally begin to create diarrhea in your system because some things must be flushed out so that you can embrace a new knowledge and a new understanding. Because somebody has said the reward of a prophet is this and that and that, therefore you... So the Bible says that in the book of Jeremiah, it says, ask of the ancient landmark. Stand in the ways. People are journeying. Life is a journey. Christianity, we are journeying. Church, we are journeying to a place of perfection. Your life, you are journeying to a place of perfection. Even in your academic development, in your wealth creation, in your family, you are journeying, you are growing. You are becoming greater and greater as the days pass by. But the Bible says that stand in those ways of journey. Those principles, those belief systems, teachings and philosophies. Stand. Stop. Break that movement. Ask of the Asian landmark. Ask of the present speaking. The present speaking are coming out of that which has been ancient, that which has been marked out before the time began. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. It is in present continuous, meaning God is speaking now, God is speaking tomorrow, and God will continue to speak into the future, and it is brand new. And if we want to live, it's not only bread and butter, it's not only ministering and selling, selling of ministry gifts and anointings and ministrations so that I can live by it. But there must be an existence in God that proceeds or builds upon. So Peter says that so that you'll be established in the present truth. So my desire is that when I teach these things, you are, you are actually grounded, pinned down and established in them and you walk in the power of them. So now, Let's roll on. We said that the reward of the prophet, quoting from Matthew chapter 10, 40, 40 verse 
verse 40 through 41. Jesus said, he who receives me from the New King James Version, he who receives you receives me, and he who receives me receives him who sent me. So I'm sending you, and the one that receives you receives me. And the one that receives me has actually received the one that sent me. So look at Jesus Christ. He has even no power for himself. He is a sent man. And he is given delegated authority. One of the key characteristics of a true prophetic anointing, prophetic church, apostolic church, is that they are sent. They have nothing of their own. He has no message of his own. What are you going to preach? Oh, I have no message of my own. Somebody sent me, so I'm going to speak his message. It's going to be accurate and diluted. Before we start talking about the reward of a prophet, we should start talking about the accuracy of the vessel's standing. Sent. So I'm sending you. If Jesus sends you to go, go and tell her to bring me water. Because Jesus said, bring me water and food. Have you actually... <laughs> Have you? Because, because, because you feel Jesus is not getting it accurate, so he decided to add food to it for him. Are you getting it right? You're not getting it right. So before, please take note of that statement. Before we start talking about the reward of a prophet, we must pin down the principle of the sent one. He has no power. He has no authority. He has no message of his own. Therefore, he, he can't protect himself because somebody is in charge of him. And the ultimate thing is that the vessel that is sent must be sent by Christ himself. Some people are sent by themselves. They are on self-appointment. Me and my friend, I'm also doing some. After all, the Bible, I can understand it. Then I'm also preaching. We, you see, that is why church must be discerning. We're talking about it this evening. Your, 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 your spiritual eyes, your heart must be alive. Is that man, that woman sent from God? Is that man and that woman sent by God? Is it sent by Christ? Oh, by a prophet. I'll give you a story, short one. This lady calls me on the phone and says, Prophet, I want to meet you. It's killed. <laughs> Even I'll collect the offering basket and take off. Now, this lady calls me and says, Prophet, I want to see you. I said, yes. Um, when I meet you, I would like to talk to you about something. He said, yes, Prophet, but uh, I cannot walk properly. Since I gave birth for one year, I cannot walk properly. I said, you cannot walk properly. My God is able. Bring those legs and let's see what God can do. So she came. And she was sitting here. I was just talking to her. I commend you to God and to the word of his grace. That is able to give you an inheritance among the saints. There are inheritance hidden all among us. Inheritance, there are deep, mysterious things hidden. If we don't find the word of God, we can't reach it. So I was talking to this guy about the grace of God. She said, shake it, aji, aji, aji. The legs got correct. Just talking. Then, before she came, she said, she has a car and the car has broken down for two weeks. They can't find any solution to it. So I said, send me the car's number. I just want to have it on my phone. Since I have my phone on me, I'll be praying and my phone will be on me. The anointing will affect it. Then we meet on Saturday. I said, how is the car? He said, no, the car is still not working. I said, fine. I told you to bring me something. So she brought the roadworthiness uh, document. And I collected it and anointed it. And I lifted it and flipped it. 
Then I saw two angels held the sight, and the thing moved. I said, beautiful. Then I saw two women who stood, and they said, why are you doing this? Why are you trying to deliver him? I said, okay, beautiful. Beautiful. So listen to me. I'm going to talk about this issue of scent and designing it and all. So this lady, um, I said, oh, everything is fine. So she goes, Saturday we prayed. So she goes, Sunday afternoon I'm there, she calls me. Praise the Lord. I'm even confused on the phone because I don't even know what to do. <laughs> I don't even know about it. Praise the Lord. And then I said, hallelujah. Then she said, prophet, the car is on the road. I said, I said which car? Because I have been forgotten and I don't know who was calling. The car is on the road. And I'm saying, wow, wonderful. God bless you. God, enjoy it. Ah, bring it. Let me also sit in it and enjoy it some. And we spoke and we laughed. Then, down the line, the vehicle broke down again. And they couldn't, they couldn't fix it. Why? I kept asking God, why? You don't do miracles in reverse. You don't do miracles in reverse. How can that be? So, I started asking questions. Do you pay your tithe? Yes, I pay your tithe. I said, why do you pay your tithe? I'm not looking for the tithe with me. I just want the principle correct. He said, um, anytime I speak with you, you go after mysterious things in my life. And this is a secret, and I'm going to tell you today. I said, okay. He said, I give my tithe to a retired police Officer. Mm. I'm like, retired police officer. That's the principle. How would the grace work for you? <laughs> no, you, 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 can, you can begin to judge it. I prayed with you. You didn't bring me any gifts. I'm not angry. I'm not even demanding it. I'm not even ready for that. I bless you with my heart open. You did not even say, okay, out of this vehicle, I'm going to start paying tight or sowing seats on, the, on this vehicle. You are paying your tithe constantly for months to a retired police officer. I said, the vehicle cannot work. You better change your mind. Because the laws of God have been breached. You see, we're talking about laws. You know, you can't go against the law. It's the foundation for existence. So, she got angry with me. <laughs> and she left. Then somebody told her that, look, the first time you went to that man, everything started working for you. Here you are. You are angry at him for what? So they spoke to her. She called me on the phone. Prophet, it's been a long time. I knew they have been told every story. <laughs> I know. So this principle is key. We must design the vessel that is sent. And it must be sent. The accuracy of the vessel is very important. If we're going to deal with the reward, then it must be a set man. An established man. If I say established, not because he has a big church and has an entourage around him and has a lot of boys around him, he command them, go and come. We are talking about true men that are called. Here is, uh, here is Saul, the king, rejected by God. Here is David running in the bushes and always racing for the next how many years of his life. Saul was anointed. Pam, two years later, God anointed David. Rejected Saul. Saul was on the throne for 40 years. David was running in the forest for 38 years. 
Who is an established man? You must begin to judge. You must begin to... So you can carry all your goodies to Saul. You aren't going to prosper because the Bible says he was going to take your wives, take your farm, take your children and all of that. He will enslave them to himself. So there's never going to be a blessing flowing out of that vessel. Some of the things make happen and you think it's a blessing, it's a miracle. I'm telling you, it has no longevity. It has no spiritual power. So the, the, that principle alone is very important. I need to sit and, and I have this pastor I live with in the, in, the, in the estate in Nigeria. He says that, you see that man on TV? I said, yes. He said, I don't want his spirit. I said, why? He said, I went to his church. He wanted to lay hand on me and I did it. I said, no, no. No. He must, he must of necessity design the vessel before he starts receiving certain pollutions in his system. And it will, it, will, it will destroy his ministry, destroy his family. Very important. Very important. The set man, the accuracy of the vessel, he must be sent by Christ. If he is not sent by Christ, God is not in it. Oh, he's preaching the Bible and miracles are happening. Yes, Christ is not in it. Matthew chapter 7, verse 21. It says, if you want to speak it in our own way, get out. I don't know you. <laughs> if you want to put it in our own context so that you can understand it well, we just rewrite that verse. It says, you workers of lawlessness, Get out! I don't know you. What is that word new used in Matthew chapter 17 verse 21? Is the word that produces the accurate seed. Is a word that produces the accurate result. Accurate result does not mean resemblance. Accuracy means that in the very heart of it, the fiber of the thing, the, the basic structure of it, where it sprang up from, Where it sprang up from. That word new, it's the word that means that is like um, is a word of is a word in terms of knowing, in terms of in a marital sense. It's like a man, a husband, not just a man, a husband having intercourse with a wife. And to the extent of fertilizing. The womb of that, the egg of that woman, to produce a pure seed. So the principle is husband, wife, seed, and then the result. Fertilization the result. So Jesus is saying that I didn't I didn't I didn't have intercourse with your your thinking. You think you you, you think you have money, so you went on radio. So you, you, you think that one, that one is an established man. He's King Saul. Everybody's paying tribute to him. David, the king of God, is running the forest. He has no money coming to him. He can't build a big church. He has no money coming to him. The principle there is accuracy. Exactness of the sending. Go means go. Here the pastor said, I'm going to teach you today and... Uh, do you want to understand the meaning of that where Jesus said, go? All oh, the pastors were sitting with a pastoral conference. They were sitting on the edge because they're ready to write some Greek words. 
He said the word simply, go means go. <laughs> we need to establish this. So he who receives you receives me. He who receives me receives him who sent me. He who receives a prophet. So flowing from that knowledge, Jesus is beginning to apply it. He who receives a prophet in the name of a prophet. Mm. So one that is saying has an identity and a name. You cannot be sent on an apostolic mission being a pastor. You cannot be sent on a business mission being something else. An entrepreneur must be sent in that full force of the grace of being an entrepreneur. So if one comes to you, that's why Paul said that if they come to you as apostles, you are, you are well to put up with them. But me, I'm collecting money from you to feed other churches. You are complaining and grumbling. And take care of stuff, you are complaining. But they come to you, they are not preaching Christ, they are preaching something that looks like Christ. You are doing very well to put up with them. But when it comes to the accuracy, you don't want to embrace it. It means that that sent one must have a certain name, a certain identity spiritually, shall receive the reward of that identity, that grace, that calling. And we... We went on to say that and he who receives a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive the a righteous man's reward. And whosoever receives one of these little ones, sorry, gives, gives one of these little ones a cup of cold water in the name of a disciple, assuredly I say to you, he shall by no means lose this reward. Then the good news version says, whosoever welcomes you welcomes me and whosoever welcomes me welcomes one who sent me. <laughs> And then whosoever welcomes God's messenger, because he is God's messenger, shall, in, shall share in his reward. So the issue of receiving, we are seeing the good news saying, he shall share, he shall partake. There's, that is the reason why the grace works for you. The grace could not work for that woman because he is, she is not sharing, she is not receiving. And later we come to that principles that indicate how do you receive a grace and a calling. How do you receive a man of God? We must be able to... I mean, when we bring a man of God, called, processed, sanctified, released by God into our midst, we must be able to receive him. We must be able to pull in that presence of receiving. You pull everything out of that man that is meant for you. That is why when I'm listening to preachers, Maybe I'm sitting in a meeting, I'm, I'm praying the spirit, and I'm like, God, everything that is of you, that is in this man meant for me today, I need to embrace it. I must walk in it. I must be it. So, he, he, uh, whoever welcomes God's messenger, because he's God's messenger, shall share in his reward. And whosoever welcomes a good man, because he's a good man, shall share in his reward. You can be sure that whoever gives a drink of cold water, to one of the least of my followers, because it's my follower, will certainly receive a reward. Now, we said, the reward of a prophet, the reward of a prophet, we said the reward of a prophet is not an independent truth on its own. The reward of a prophet is not to place an emphasis on the prophet. So, so you, you, come, to, you come to that church and you say, hey, we have a prophet here so you can receive the reward of a prophet. Okay, there we have a pastor there. Can we receive a reward of a prophet in that place too? They say, no, you can't receive because 
the reward of a prophet must be the reward of a prophet. The word simply is a messenger of God. No. The word simply must be a messenger of God. One saint. The principle is not necessarily he is an apostle. He is a prophet. So you get the reward of a prophet, but that's not an apostle. I told you the story last week. How a, pa a pastor and one who is called a bishop. And the bishop is the junior, way, way junior pastor of this this uh, man of God they are calling pastor. So they went to an office and then when they introduced themselves, they said, I am bishop. So, so this is pastor. So, so, so the person said, okay, there is only one seat here. So let the bishop sit down. Let the pastor stand. He said, no, no, no. That is my boss. Let my boss not sit down. He said, no. But you are a bishop. He is a pastor. It doesn't flow from that sense of independence. It must, it must, it is not a place to exalt the ministry of a prophet. And begin to place emphasis and focus on the prophet today and the title today what you see today is a literal celebrity worship change the word idol worship in our churches complete worship and not serving of men of god complete worship of men of god in the name of he is the servant of god therefore we need to worship him. No, we need to serve him. We need to honor him. We need to receive him. We need to celebrate him. But we're not worshiping him. So there's, there's something going on. This issue of the reward of a prophet must be placed in proper context. So people have taken the scripture in bits and pieces. So the reward of a prophet, then they cut that one out. And not looking at the entire Bible. If we want to interpret scripture, we have to interpret it um, together as analogous. From Genesis to Revelation, we have to pull all together and fix the scripture in proper context and we know what it's actually about. So we said last week, the reward of a prophet, um, the prophet is a divine grace, is a divine resource. The prophet is a divine resource. So God has given you and I a man of God in the house, a woman of God in the house. We are inviting men of God to come, women of God to come, servants of God. We are bringing young men. Okay, lead prayer, do this, teach. They become a point of resource. Secondly, we said there's something about primacy of grace, primary grace, primacy of grace, primary grace, and covering after this whole teaching, I will begin to talk about spiritual covering. Because how do I receive that man of God loaded with divine grace? And if I want that grace to work for me, then I must properly align to him. Align to his calling, align to his teaching, align to the grace that is flowing through him. Then we also said, the word prophet here can be a generic term. So we can refer to apostle, we can refer to prophet, we can refer to evangelist, we can refer to teacher, we can refer to simply a servant of God. The last week I did not add, the Bible says that in the book of John chapter 1, I can't remember the exact verse, but I think just in the earlier verses, I think verse 5 or verse 4 or thereabout, or maybe the verse it says, there is a man, somebody locate it for me, John chapter 1, it says there is a man who was sent from God and his name was John. Don't collapse on me. In the next, in the next 15 minutes, we check out. Fight it. Kick it out. 
John chapter 1. Who is there? The verse 4. This is you are getting too tired. In him was life. Which which the verse No. Verse 6, yes. Look at the verse 6. It says what? There is a man. Or there was. Is it there is? There was a man sent from God, and his name was what? John. John. A man, right? Begin to look at the, the prophet. We are defining the prophet. A man. There came a man. So God is not going to use angels. Man. Human vessel. Before I say, hey, I want angel come to speak with me. No, 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 no. He said, oh, when our pastor started, he had nice hair. Now he is bald. No, you must love that bald, bald, old um, uh, prophet or servant or preacher. Oh, he's growing, he's looking crumpy and old. You must ask, it's going to be man. Right. So, the word John, who knows the meaning of John? Gift. Gift. So there is a man sent from God. There is a man who is an apostle. There's a man God carried all of who he is in terms of ministerial calling and made him a messenger. And his name was a gift unto the body of Christ. Are you following me? So we talk about a prophet, we're talking about a gift to the church, a gift to the body of Christ. A man, a woman, a servant who is a gift, sold out, bonded, dashed out. Take, God said, I have a plan. So he met one man and one woman and said, look, marry, be happy with each other, love each other, give birth. Then maybe he has another plan again. Then somebody makes a mistake. And then they give birth to that one. He has another plan. Somebody goes to rape another. So whether you were giving birth to a servant of God, out of wedlock, in wedlock, on top of the wedlock, beside the wedlock, wherever, is a gift. So long as he has embraced the call and has been changed, he has become a gift to the body of Christ. So we must, we must look for these saint ones. We must actually look for men with credibility sent by God. Not just anything at all. Holding Bible and preaching it. They say, that is a man of God. Some people are preaching it because of their stomach. Some people are preaching it because it's business to them. Some people don't have anything to do. So they turn to this one. <laughs> they don't have anything to do. They look around and say, no, 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 I can gather some few people. You, 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 you're laughing. You, 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 you don't remember. He said, now I am happy because, because I'm, I'm preaching now. He said, I, I, want, I, I, I need to start a church. I need to start something. I must start something. So, you see, when I came back to Ghana, I had to sit for how many? I sat 2011, 2012. I had God before I came. But I got to Ghana and the thing is not moving there. 2013, somewhere September, God said, you are behind me five months. I said, whoa, now here I am caught up. If you miss such, such opportunity, such uh, 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 opportunity in your life, it becomes difficult to start off. But God gave grace. Eh? 
And it is possible to start by yourself and still prosper to some extent. It must be a man sent. He must be a gift. That is the way we receive men. Now, today, what I'll do is that I'll pick one of the rewards of a prophet and I'll just talk about it. So that I'll not leave you because I reviewed last week but I've added something more to it. Right. You were here last week. You were here last week. No, you were not here. I reviewed last week. Oh, that, maybe that's why God is doing this. I reviewed last week but I've added something more to it. You can attest to that. We need to embrace these men that are sent to us. They carry grace, they carry anointing, and even when you are sleeping, this anointing works for you because you are connected to it properly. I said in a church, I was teaching some leaders, I said, look, some of you are sitting here, you don't honor this man very well. And their pastor, I, I'm, I'm actually teaching the leaders and the pastor has gone home. That's the level of trust he has for me. And then secondly, he's gone home. But I'm teaching the leaders. I thought he would be part of the leadership training. And he's gone home. And I'm saying some of you don't honor this man. But there will be somebody who is properly connected to you. And the person doesn't come to church every day. He's far away. He gets blessed. He gets connected. He's always getting blessed. Because he knows how he's connected to the man. How he honors him. It's very important. Apostle Paul said in Ephesians 3, 2, that the grace of God given to me for you. When I teach on spiritual covering, you understand. If you look at Apostle Paul, God said in chapter, chapter 9 of Acts, I think 15, 16, he says that I'll show him the many things that he might suffer for my name's sake and carry my word and my glory to the Gentiles. So Apostle Paul is suffering. The Gentile church is prospering. He is going through pain. The Gentile church is receiving anointing and grace. He is in jail because of the Gentile church. Why? His suffering is leading to the furtherance of your life. That is a prophet. When a prophet is full, then he can prophesy. It's not, that is not what we're talking about. It's one who is agonizing for the sake of the people. It doesn't mean the prophet must not be full. The prophet must not eat. It doesn't mean you must not bless him, buy him a shirt. Uh, there was one shirt I wore one of the days. It's one of the brothers who dashed it to me. Even the tie I'm wearing is the same brother who dashed the same tie to me. He said, I want you to have it. And you think God will look at you and you also be naked. We must learn to honor men of God even out of nothingness, but not killing ourselves and burning ourselves up. So, <laughs> what is the reward of a prophet? Let's start it this way. There are several of them, but I'll do one. The reward of a prophet places everything. When we talk about the reward of a prophet, it places everything beyond the set man. Mark has no reward. Except that which God has given to him in calling, that has become the reward of his calling to be given to you. But in myself, I have nothing. That is why he is a saint man, he is empty. He only speaks somebody's message. He said, this is my message. No, it's not your message. Somebody sent you with it. You only became a porter through which he communicated that to you. 
I said, what are you preaching? Okay, it is somebody's message I'm preaching. Everybody's life has been built by somebody. These things have flowed naturally to me, but I believe I've connected to several resources over the years that has made this a teaching today. I've benefited from their reward and graces, but I, can, I may not be able to name this one and name that one and name that one. Because several things have happened over the years. So, let's say that the reward is beyond the man. It's beyond the gift of the prophet, apostle, evangelist, and all. Now, let's also say that we're coming to that point and we'll end on that point. Let's also say that if we are looking at the reward of a prophet, it is only the spiritual that is of real value or the real thing that is of real value is a spiritual. You know how people are scrambling for cars and scrambling for one little breakthrough, a house, because the anointing of the man of God, well, yes, don't, I'm not discouraging anybody from those things, but we must set our priorities right and know what comes before what. It is cars, businesses, finances, children, they are all part of the reward. But what is it that is primary? What is it that is of real eternal value? You not carry car to heaven. But there is something that you can carry to heaven. That thing is of real spiritual value. So, you bless your man of God, you bless the servant of God, I bet you, I promise you, you are going to be blessed one way or the other. Since I have given money, I don't know what God has done for me. No, you don't know the way God has protected you. I don't know. Hey, I'm giving, I'm giving all my money, I'm burning up. No, 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 no. He protected you in several ways. He kept you. He said, I've given my tithe, I'm not seeing anything. Stop complaining because his word cannot lie. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Which one? <laughs> I want to encourage you, I want to challenge your faith. <laughs> You see why I'm saying that God is releasing brand new thinking. Brand new understanding. Say, stop. Because there are things we are doing we may not. Uh, look, I gave money. I gave 2,000. My wife gave 1,000. I gave to a man of God. One money, 1,000. He said, said, go and bring the money. When my wife said, ah, I don't know why. I gave. I said, shh. Me, I don't give and look back. No, 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 no. It's gone. Let it go. And give and start. So before I give, I've thought about it. And I give. I cherish this man of God so much that anytime I'm going to his meeting, maybe this Friday I'm going to see him because he's mad at me. That is a light way. He's mad at me. And if I'm going there, you don't have some hundred Ghana CD. When I, when I greet him, when I, everything is finished and I greet him, I say, so I have this gift for you. I'm not looking for anything because I'm just connecting to the grace. I want sometimes I have to close from chair and say, hey, put money in envelope for me. I'm going, to the, I'm going to the meeting. Put money. I'm going to give it to the man of God. And then one of the guys said, one of the men said, hey, prophet, we rather we are small, we don't have money. And you're rather taking the money and go and give to that picture, that's it, 4,000. I said, what is your business? 
The Bible says simply give. He said, when you withhold, you become poor. So you, you now let me ask you: the land you want to buy, your hundred gallons you are going to give to the man, but can you buy the land? So what are you doing? You will save the money, you buy electricity with it. You are still, you are, you are still. Please let me think about myself. I want my church to be blessed. He's getting blessed. He has a big church. He, he's seeing miracles, signs, and wonders. The prophetic is flowing. He has his own mistakes and errors. But I want that thing which is of God. That is there. Finish. So I connect to it. You see somebody, he has, he has five cars. Church is struggling. Instead of, instead of, Pastor, I'm giving you one car and write all the papers and give it to the church. You hold on to the car till the car crash one day. And come, Pastor, the car has crashed. The devils are fighting me. <laughs> People have lands. Instead of just, Pastor, I want to give church two plots, one plot. They're not two. We need people to rise up and say, look, we believe in this grace. We believe in this calling. Therefore, I have a land in Bangbama. I'm giving you two plots. I have two in East Legon. I want you to take one. I, I mean, people freely must just offer to church. Because they have come into an understanding of obtaining the inheritance that is in the saints. Saints, let's replace the prophet. I commend you to God and to the word of his grace that is able to make you obtain that grace, obtain that inheritance. Certain opportunities are locked forever until we learn these key principles. So it must be such that I want, I want this church to be a giving church. Such that we invite men of God to, to come. You could just... Man of God, I want to give this to that man of God in this temple. I hate the situation where we, you go to a meeting and say, the man of God came with a car, we have to buy fuel for him. No, 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 no. I don't want those things. We're not poor people. Okay, so the only thing that is of real value is the eternal. Cars will break down. Houses will wear. You repent. You do that. So first of all, keep your eyes on. When you have the spiritual, he said, I have never seen a righteous man Begging for bread. No what? His descendants. What is a righteous man? It's a spiritual resource in the, in the man. So now, let's take this first principle and we end on that. Note. The reward of a prophet to an individual and to a church is to change the wine skin, I'll explain that, to change the wine skin of the church or the individual or the individual's life to becoming prophetic. Or basically say the word of a prophet is equal to becoming prophetic. This is the way I'll explain. There's something that makes a prophet a prophet. In Numbers chapter 11 verse 29, Stop them from prophesying. Elder and Medad. And Moses said, no, are you fighting for me? God wants Abraham, Daniel, Janet, Mama, you, Osiete. Name them, everybody. Abina, Sister Gift, Sister Fosti, my wife, my children. God wants all of them to become prophets. So why did God give you a prophet? He wants you to become a prophet. So the wine scheme the thinking system of the church 
the culture of the church, the fiber of the church, the behavior of the church, is that the church must step into that river of the prophet. Become that thing. So when we bring a man of God here and we embrace the grace, you know what we are? We, we actually have that grace coming to fall upon. I have one friend bringing this December 12th to 18th. He was in his church and Dr. Lorestetic visited the church and then he was walking, walking around. Somebody was, had a short leg. Then my friend said he was standing and looking. He knew that the angel that pulls the leg out had just arrived. So then Lorestetic just went. He was, he said the whole congregation was sitting, but he was standing and watching. Then when the resident finished, walk, walk, walk. Look around, walk, 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 and walk straight to him. My friend was standing and came to put his hand on him. Praying. Now, my friend, you see short hands like this growing and coming. <laughs> you see how it works? I've traced several things in me, several things that happen, prophetic, the way my eyes open, the way I hear, my angelic experience. I can trace this angelic experience to one great man I've read and listened to and watched. So if you connect well, that thing starts pouring upon you. So we want the white skin of the church to change. So we bring somebody who has a special grace and want the white skin of the church to embrace, to become part of that grace. Or that grace starts living in us and through us. We receive that man. He leaves. Five months later, we start seeing people manifesting that ability. The same way if you bring the wrong person. That is why the man must be the same. If you bring a tanker in there, <laughs> or your, 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 if you bring a tanker, this car will not move. After you load it, finish. You move, you get on the road, you pack. You have to remove the tank and clean it. And clean the whole system before you can put the correct fuel. Very important. So, we want the wine skin of this church. The thinking system, the culture, the way of doing things to be apostolic, to be prophetic, to be pastoral, to be all the divine graces. Prophets, prophetic people, prophetic churches. We want our churches to move from, we are a local church and a global church. That is, that is no understanding. We must move into a place of kingdom. We want to embrace the prophetic, the ability to clearly hear me. He said, somebody, he said, we, we are a prophetic church. You, you go there, there is no prophetic. I'm not talking about prophecy. There is actually no prophetic. What am I saying? There is no ability to clearly and accurately decode the mind of God. And build it here. So, Janet can get up and say, Pastor, I think church, we have to do church this way. Then Pastor was said, Then this, uh, uh, Abraham can say, Pastor, you see, the church, we have to do it this way. <laughs> then it's, it has no formula, no dimension, no hearing from God. The wine scheme, the wine scheme of the church must change. Take this scripture. Or take these two scriptures. Haggai chapter 1 verse 13 and Numbers chapter 11 verse 29. I've quoted the Numbers 11 29 already and we're ending on that note. Haggai chapter 1 verse 13. Then 
spake, I'm reading King James. Then spake Haggai, the Lord's messenger, in the Lord's message. Then God spoke a word, then the message lay hold of Haggai. Then Haggai has become the lost message. The message is the lost, uh, the message has become Haggai. The reward of a prophet, the wine skin of the church must change. So God did not put me here. Maybe, maybe God, God will very soon say, Guy, get ready, let's go to America. The brand she didn't say. Then I've gone. Then Abraham will be here preaching. It must be of necessity that something is working in the man to be able to get in here. There is something called impartation. So as I teach, we are laughing, we are joking, we are, we are praying. I'm in your midst. I'm praying. My heart is connected. Your heart is connected. This thing is pouring. It's breaking out every time. It's pouring. It's pouring. Give you one year, two years, you start behaving funny. My former church, we never had a prophet in the church. Hear me. No single prophet like this in the church. But I watched my pastor. He kept inviting prophets. Elijah Kumega, Hachiman Bedu, Victor Osei. If you know these guys. There's one in Belgium. I mean, he was inviting prophets. Prophet Haiti, who came to have the program here? Yumpa. After some time, is that seeing abnormal spiritual behaviors? <laughs> I can see, I can hear, I can feel. Then prophets came. Prophet Bona. So this man has a prophetic call. He is a prophet. Begin to offend now. The guy is already manifesting the disease. Killer extinct, extreme, extreme something. I don't know if you watch that movie where they develop some virus and the virus is killing people around. Extreme extinct, extinction or something. Everybody's catching the virus now. So he comes. When the man is sent, he comes wrapped in the message. Even when he jokes, the thing falls on the people. Because that is the plan. That's the way it works. When he's sleeping, if I when he passes through the church, the thing drops because he is accepted. We need so you 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 don't need me to be preaching for the next twenty years and saying the same thing. I preach it once, you grab it, you move on. That is why it's it's so much. I'm not hurt, but I'm like people should be in these Wednesday teaching sessions. Should be in these Wednesday teaching sessions because something will drop. The Lord's messenger in the Lord's message unto the people. Not unto himself. Saying, I am with you, says the Lord. Look at Haggai. Saying, God is with you. Where is God? I'm the Lord's messenger. Inside the Lord's message, the Lord is here to God's people. That's the way it works. So Moses, Moses says, this is God's desire. God's desire is that the reward of a prophet will become apostolic. Let me put it this way. God wants us to become apostles, apostolic people, apostolic churches. Something you should write down. One day to become a message you preach. Apostles, apostolic people, apostolic churches. 
Prophets, prophetic people, prophetic churches. You go places, they are prophets, the church is not becoming prophetic. Everything is hit on the head of the prophet. If the prophet is not in the church, dies. No. Moses said in the verse 29, Then Moses said to him, Are you zealous for my sake? Or are you jealous for my sake? Oh, that all the Lord's people were prophets, and that the Lord would put his spirit upon them. You see, the way he's describing it, it's a putting of his spirit. And who is the prophet among them? Is Moses. Moses had just gone to the mountaintop with 70, and then two couldn't attend, and two were home. They were properly connected. Imagine we're sitting here, somebody is busily caught at work, school, and can't be in this meeting, but his heart is actually connected and linked in this place. We are prophesying, the man is also prophesying in the same place. We are all becoming apostolic, the man is also becoming. I need to stop here. Next week, I'll continue and pick another key principle of what the reward of a prophet is. So remember, the man must be designed. He must be a sent person. He has no message of his own. He is the lost messenger in the lost message. And he comes as a divine resource, as a gift, as a spiritual covering, as a primary grace. And he may be in the office of an apostle, a prophet, evangelist, teacher. And in a nutshell, when God gives us an evangelist, a teacher, God wants us to become evangelistic. And at the same time, God wants to raise evangelists. So we can have evangelists, evangelistic people, evangelistic churches. But then, where God has shifted everything to in times of season is the apostolic that is key because the apostolic is everything that there is about church. You can't take church and do church without apostolic. And you can't name yourself apostolic when the grace is not there. It's a grace, it's a culture, it's a system, it's a spirit. Dictionary cannot define it. God bless you. And the Lord grant you deeper understanding of these truths, these teachings. Remember, the only thing that is of real value is the spiritual. But desire cars, desire breakthroughs, desire miracles, desire it. Abraham must bring one big car, tundra, be something, come and pack it here in a few days. And we must celebrate. But Abraham must be a person, one who is on pursuit of God. I read somewhere, say, follow a man of God for his vision and pursuit of God. The vision of a, of a man of God may not necessarily be God's vision. So I'd rather say follow a man because of his pursuit of God. Hey, they are taking me away. Stay here. He said, no. So long as God lives and you are, my soul also lives, I will not leave you. Where was the man going? The man was journeying back to God. And Elisha came to see It's not, I have a big church. So you follow the man because of a big church. Follow the man because he has caught something of God and he's trying to build it here. God bless you. All right, so let's see if we can do 30 minutes. I remember one of the Wednesday evenings like this. We had one of the brothers, uh, what's the name of the guy? Fred. Fred. Fred can ask questions, huh? Fred will be throwing questions at you. So as I was talking, this topic I'm coming to teach on began to pop up. 
answering a number of questions, this topic began to just pop up. And the topic is simply the reward of a prophet. I didn't say the reward of Mark. I said the reward of a prophet, which, mean, which, which means that it can be purely any genuine man of God, call of God, any pure, pure servant of God will fit into this. So the reward of a prophet. Let me start off by saying that today's Christianity has lost the culture of honor in so many places. We do not know how to attach real honor to the gifts of God that he has given to us as a body and as individuals. We do not know how to handle these gifts um, we do, simply because we have not even learned how to receive this graces or these resources. So there is a reward that is meant for you or meant for me. If I'm supposed to be receiving a man of God, a servant of God, entertain angels, entertain servants of God, as an individual and as a church, there is always a reward for you and I flowing from that man into that life. So there is a need that we teach church to understand. If you study somewhere in the Bible in terms of honoring the man of God, honoring the servant of God, it says that they that labor in the word, are, they deserve double honor. I think it should be in the book of Timothy. They deserve double honor. And you go places, people may receive your gift. There are several ways to receiving the gift of God or the grace of God or the servant of God or spiritual leadership or spiritual covering. There are several ways. But you realize that a lot of the times, certain things fall short. So I want to teach people that God has given me so that we can have a very strong spiritual culture and never allow anything that God brings close to us, which is meant for us, to escape us. So that if we have me being here, we have any servant of God, we have anybody among us who is ministering to us or bringing us grace or serving, let me use the word serving rather than ministry, because ministry you think always standing here. But serving, serving and, and, and releasing the grace of God into our lives, we should be able to lay hold of the gifts, the grace and the resources that are in these uh, vessels. So let's also say secondly, as we've just stated firstly that it appears the culture of honor is lost in the body. Today, you, you, you go to public places and you have a younger person sitting down and there is no space and you don't want the elderly to sit. They allow the elderly to step. We don't, we don't, we've lost our culture. We're a bunch of a generation who do not know how to even receive love and how to even, even throw back honor to the elderly. We are a bunch of generation that have lost the sense of um, this is rank. Until we see the police with brute force and military with brute force, then we correct ourselves. But in the absence of that, we keep moving. So we have a lot of lawlessness. People have become a law unto themselves. Sometimes you minister places and see a small boy. You are a small boy, I mean you are a small boy. A small boy in the sense of you, you are called of God, right? But you are a small boy and you have this elderly man or elderly woman 
who is called of God standing before you and you don't care, you just want to lay hand and you, you I mean omumboshe. We don't know when to lay hand on somebody or when not to lay hand. We have to learn these things so that we can be safe, so that the church can flourish. When we are able to establish a proper culture of honor, the church begins to flourish. Secondly, we need to be able to learn this thing about the reward of a prophet to be able to establish ourselves in the word of God for the kingdom to advance. When we do it right, when we build it right, the glory comes. When we establish right, the glory comes. We can talk about... All right, I'll come to that. <laughs> so Matthew chapter 10, Jesus himself who said, it's not me, Mark. Jesus said it. So we want to hear Jesus' word. Matthew chapter 10, the verse 40 through 41. I'm going to read two different versions. If you are writing, that is beautiful. Alice didn't bring notes and Bibles today. I am going to report you. <laughs> I'm reading two versions. I'm going to read the New King James Version. New King James Version. And then I'll read the Good News Bible. New King James Version and the Good News Bible. Matthew chapter 10, the verse 40 through 41. What am I teaching you? I'm teaching you to learn how to honor God. When the third point is that when we learn how we learn about the reward of the prophet and we actually apply it, we are learning to honor God. We are learning to honor God. So let's go. Verse 40. He who receives me. Jesus is first of all talking, right? He says, he who receives me, and he who receives me, receives him who sent me. He who receives me, and he who receives me, receives he who sent me. So I have sent Priscilla, right? Priscilla is bringing a message to Precious. If Precious receives Priscilla, Effectively, precious have received me. If precious says, you know, they always say, get out. <laughs> get away. If precious says, get away, precious has actually told me, get away. You understand what I'm saying? This is the scenario Jesus is painting. Sometimes I want to relate it to you so that you can, when you are sleeping, you just remember, oh, he who receives me, he who receives me, receives the one who sent me. So, let's continue to read. Verse 41. Oh, okay, it's up to 42, right? 42. Verse 41. He who receives a prophet, you know, Jesus is establishing a principle. And from that principle, he's going to apply several things. So he says that, okay, I am the Lord. I am the King. I am the glorious one. I am Christ. I am sent of God. So if you receive me, you receive God. Or if you receive me, you receive the one that sent me, who gave me a message to bring to you. So what it means is that if somebody is sent, that person carries a message. Anybody that is sent has a message. Should I give you an example? One day David was standing and he saw one man running and coming. No, not David. His watchers, his, his city guards were standing on the tower. You know those days, if you look through town, somebody will build a house and then they will build some small kiosk and project it upwards so that if something is coming from afar, they can see it. 
Yes, that is the watchman ministry. That is the prophetic ministry. So the prophet looks and casts his eyes through the mist of the dark and is able to see through the darkness because he has this piercing eye that is empowered by the Holy Ghost. So here is David's watch, watchman standing on the tower looking and then there was a man who was racing and coming. They said, oh no, I see another coming. Oh no, I see a third one. And the third one ran and overtook the first two. And came and was panting. What is it? What is it? He said, I I have no message. (laughs) He wasn't sent. (laughs) He wasn't sent. Then the other one comes, then the other one comes, and the other one says that, look, um, the battle was hot, and then um, the, the, the army. Who did they kill? Is it Joab or somebody? They killed somebody. I've forgotten the story. So, so he asked me to, to kill him. I think Saul. Am I missing it? Tell me. Absalom. Absalom. But it is Saul. Yes, it is Saul. So he came and he said, Who are you? Because the one that killed Saul. This one is Saul. Because Absalom got caught up in the ticket of the yeah, three. So he said that you, you are even a foreigner. You are a Gentile. And you kill, you raise your hand against the servant of God. So he called one of his servants to kill him. That's the story. The first one that came didn't have any mercy. Nobody sent him. He came. He's self-appointed. If a man is sent, he's not self-appointed. He's appointed by somebody. Which means that sent people do not have authorities of their own. I don't want to go into the Bible and talking about uh, apostolic saint one, but saint people do not have an authority of their own. They do not have a message of their own. They have nothing of their own. They actually have something that belongs to somebody and they are bringing it. I want you to just hear this thing carefully. Because many people look at pastors and say, oh, pastor, you might be a lazy work. They say, oh, you may you one day if you are not a when they throw you into bed, you will sleep like a baby. You will be so tired, your body will be so broken. They say, hey, Pastor Juma, they easy. If you want to get quick money, you are joking. You are joking. Quick money, Pastor Juma. It's not about quick money. I had a prophet who said he had a problem, he had a problem with money. So God told him one day. He said, Listen, if the dash should. A thousand cannot say, do not take it. See, when I see money, my eyes begin to worry. So, anytime they dash him a thousand, he's an God says, you are not traveling out of this country after 12 years. He invites from outside, I'm not going. Because God probably knows, in the mind of God, we don't know, that when they make this guy to travel to America, they're going to give you a hundred thousand cannot say, they're corrupting. So, even you are not traveling, say, stay here. We need to understand certain things and then we can walk in it. So Jesus builds a premise, a starting point, a foundation. Anything that Jesus built or Jesus is going to talk about, he lays a foundation. So the foundation is that I am Christ, I am the anointed one, I am the Messiah. If you receive me, you receive the one that sends me. And I have no message of my own, I have no authority of my own, I have no power of my own. Then he goes now to begin to express and apply Verse 40, he who receives a prophet, he uses the word generally a prophet, he who receives a prophet in the name of a prophet 
shall receive a reward, the prophet's reward. And he will receive a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. Verse 41 or 42. And whoever gives one of these little, little ones only a cup of cold water in the name of a disciple, in the name of a disciple, assuredly I say to you, he shall by no means lose his reward. Let's read a good news Bible and look at the way he also put it. He said, whoever welcomes you welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. Look at the chain. Me. Jesus. You. Jesus. And God. So God sent Jesus. Jesus sent you. That is the definition of a prophet. Huh. Oh, Pastor, I thought the prophet is the one who mentions the name of God. No. And mentions the name of it. Mention your address. No, no, no. That is not the starting point. Because if the prophetic is about mentioning names and addresses, some of us are not prophets. We are not qualified to be prophets. But we can say you are a prophet. Did Abraham mention names and addresses? But was he not called a prophet? <laughs> Change your mind. Did John the Baptist mention names and addresses? Was he not called a prophet? How about Moses? Which names and addresses did he mention? Was he not the prophet? And Moses said, God will raise you people a prophet like me. <laughs> so we are defining something here. We are defining a premise. It says that whosoever welcomes you welcomes me and welcomes he who sent me whoever welcomes God's messenger because he is God's messenger shall receive in his reward or shall share in his reward I want you, I, I, I want you to just be thinking deep about these words the first one says that if you receive a prophet, you shall, you shall receive a prophet's reward. Then this version is saying that you shall share, you shall be inside the prophet's reward. You shall be part of the prophet's reward. I'll give you examples for you to understand. Shall share in his reward. And, who, and whoever welcomes a good man because he's a good man will share in his reward. You can be sure that whoever gives even a drink of cold water to one of this list list of these my followers because he is a follower will certainly receive a reward you see people people think Christ, christians are fools if someone says you say you're a righteous man i want to bless you you're not even a prophet called a prophet right you're not even a pastor you're a righteous man i want to bless you righteous man i want to bless you you know what is is that god says that he's going to, he's going to receive a reward just looking at you say you're a servant of God. I know you're a man of God. You need this money for this program. You need this, uh, this thing for this thing. I just have this little thing. You receive a reward. I'm just giving you some few examples. So, let's begin to analyze this thing clearly. Now, if we take this verse, or these verses, or we take the reward of a prophet to be an independent truth. So, you know, if we say something is independent truth, we can just say, 
Eh, because Daniel is a pastor and I am a prophet, Daniel does not deserve the reception. <laughs> I don't know if you understand. You, you are, you are a church member. I am a prophet, so she does not deserve the welcome. She does not deserve being received. Okay, so I take you, I take Precious, I take Daniel, I take Pastor Tony, I take Prophet Tutu. We are going to a program. When we get to the program, then they say, okay, assuming independent truth, the truth is independent. It's not connected to anything in the Bible. That's the way people interpret Bible and they get into trouble. So you are seeing somebody in trouble right now. We go and they say, oh, let me give you an example before I come to this. So this pastor and uh, this pastor who is like senior pastor goes with another pastor whom they call bishop, 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 bishop. So they went into an office. When they went to office, so, oh, my name is bishop, so, 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 this is pastor, so, so, so. Because they call, this senior one, is the, he is the one who is in control of the whole of West Africa. They call him pastor, pastor, pastor. That's an apostle. That's a guy in charge of apostles. And he goes with one of the junior guys. And they call him bishop, bishop. So they go into this office and say, I am bishop, so, 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 uh, this was. He said, let the bishop sit and let the pastor stand because there's only one chain. <laughs> you see, we take scriptures in isolation, independent. So we go to this program and say, okay, Prophet, come and sit down. Reverend, you come and sit down. And assuming there's something to share, they say, let's give it to the prophet. Because that is, we are considering receiving the prophet and the reward of the prophet. Then you know that the, then our churches are weak in understanding of scriptures. Okay. So if we take this principle in isolation, you should be our Bible, and thumbs up principally, we are in big trouble. And then we begin to emphasize only the office of the prophet, only the prophet. Then you know that, or the ministry of the prophet, rather than seeing this whole principle of the reward of the prophet being completely joined and held together in, in everything that concerns the things of God, then we are actually breaking the scriptures into pieces. And we are beginning to Think differently, other than kingdom. So let's look. Who is a prophet? I, I told you of a definition, and Alice was looking at me. Prophet. Prophet. Are you trying to tell me that? If I cannot mention that, if I may address, I'm not a prophet. When prophets operate, they can mention addresses. But that is not the definition of a prophet. They can mention names. The other day I was in a church. I knew this lady and I met the lady several years ago. I can't remember her name. Even when I was preaching, I would look at her. I just said, you, I know you somewhere. I know you sing. He said, yes. I can't remember the name. So when I had finished preaching, I gave the microphone to the pastor. I called the pastor and the wife to talk to the church. I went in among the singers and she was standing there. And I, when I got closer to her this way, in the name, I heard the name. Emanuela. Um, I said, Emanuela. I said, hey! <laughs> you know me. Then suddenly, whether I could remember or I could see you or I, I don't know, I could tell her stories of things that I, prophets can do that. But I see John the Baptist. I didn't see him mention addresses and names. 
I see Moses. I don't know addressing him. So today, if you can't mention address in the name, you're not a prophet. That is, I don't want that definition. I want a definition given by God. So who is a prophet? A prophet is a divine resource or a grace or a gift to the body of Christ. He's a man. The Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7, it says that nevertheless, we have this treasure, this golden thing, this precious thing like your name. We have it inside earthly vessels. That the excellency of the power will be of God and not of men. So a prophet is a man. God has placed something in him. We call it grace. We call it divine resource. In the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 10, I think the verse 15, Apostle Paul says that I am what I am by the grace of God. Nevertheless, not I, but the grace of God that is with me. Therefore, I labor more than all the apostles. There is something called grace. It takes ordinary man, transforms his life, and makes him do extraordinary things. So you may be, you may be in church, and very precise looking at me. Nothing is happening. If you are more Bible cry, you may not be able to preach. But something hits you in God. Suddenly you start seeing differently. You start thinking differently. You start talking differently. You start behaving differently. You start bringing impact. That thing which we cannot physically lay hold of, it is called this treasure, this grace, divine resource. So when we talk about he who receives a prophet, he who receives the divine resource, he who receives that grace given to him, will receive the reward or share in that reward. Secondly, we want to talk about a prophet as, as a covering, as a source of life, as a source of protection, as somebody that brings into your life divine protection, divine grace, that opens the door for you to come through spiritually. This is a prophet. We call them spiritual leaders. We call them our pastors. We call them our evangelists. We call them workers in the church. We, we, can give, we can give several names to them. We call them Joseph in the palace. Yeah, he's not standing in church. He's in palace. He's serving the palace. He is a prophet to Pharaoh. If Pharaoh they did not receive Joseph, you just imagine. Imagine what would have happened. He's called Daniel. He's, he's in Babylon. He's, every day he's in suit and tie. Every day he's dressed. Maybe he's sewing in the shop. That is a prophet. He has allowed his life to be transformed by the Holy Spirit. He has embraced a call from God. He has decided to walk with God. And he has decided to be the source of God in the midst of all the chaos. He is called Noah. When God says, I regret, I regret, I regret, I regret that I made man. Noah says, no, I am here. I validate you. I am one righteous man. I bring you, I bring you the situation where you can look upon and say, yes, at least among all these corrupt people, I have one. That is a prophet. He is a source of life. He is a source of covering. You know, God has designed from the very onset. Let me, let me share some things with you. God has designed from the very onset 
systems and procedures by which he wants to bless his people. God, from the very beginning, has had it, one method, to provide a flow of spiritual life, a covering, a primary grace. Apostle Paul says in Ephesians chapter 3, the verse 2, that the grace of God that is given to me for you, the grace of God given to me for you, God will never bring angels physically to walk down this earth and then they will come and touch you. He will use a man. So if you look at a man's nose, say this one, his nose is too big. He cannot be a man of God. <laughs> what are you doing? He said, this one, he is too short. How can such a short man, Kapopoi, be a, a man of God? And this one is wearing too much beer. How can he be a man of God? You see the way we define things. We define who a man of God and who is not a man of God. So we miss our blessings. Bible says by faith. So we miss the, the divine ability. So we miss the divine ability. You see the person calling? The gentleman. So we miss the divine ability that is supposed to make you and I who we are supposed to be. Because we have our own definition of who a prophet is and who a prophet is not. God has had one method. It is called covering. It is called primacy of grace. Later I'll teach on primacy of grace. Primary. If you go to a house, there's somebody called a father and a mother. They are the ones that determine what happens in the home and what must not happen. Who, who sleeps at what time and who does not? They are the security of the house. So God has designed by one method that there will be a flow of spiritual life. And that is a prophet. That is an apostle. To bring blessings, to bring protection to his people as a whole. And we may call it the covering of Christ to start with. That's the primary, the covering of Christ. But Christ has left the earth. So the Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter 4 that before he left the earth, he, when he was going, he led captivity captive in his train and he gave gifts unto men. So you read verse 7, the verse 8, and the Bible says in the verse 9 that he went into the lower parts of the earth and he spoke principalities and powers. In the verse 11, and he gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be teachers, some to be evangelists. Why? That Alice will be built up. Why? That Alice will be equipped. Why? That Alice will have grace to become. Hey, you're a man of God, maybe. After all, if you can see vision to me, you can see vision. <laughs> People don't understand. They don't know what is called ranking. So we are not getting there. We're not receiving the rewards. We are not receiving, we are not touching. When I listen to a man of God, when I'm listening to a preacher, when I'm sitting before a preacher, you literally see me praying in tongues and I'm, and I'm writing. I'm like, God, everything that is of you, that is inside that man, I want it now. Give it to me now. I shared a testimony some, some weeks back on a Sunday where I was watching Dr. Loris Tete. I know some of you know Dr. Loris Tete. And I was watching this man 
the video got to this point so many years back. I was in secondary school so many years back. Me and the video got, I was sitting on the floor and I started shaking. I just started shaking. I just started shaking. The sound, the music in the video changed. It was as if an, another, another atmosphere was covering this present atmosphere. Suddenly, I started shaking. I watched that particular video twice. I shook twice. When we got to the same place. Why? When I listen and I watch and I, 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 I come across a man of God, I receive him with all my heart. Because I know he carries something called divine resource. I know he is going to bring me through with some grace to actually be a blessing to me and empowering the graces of God that is in me and stirring the gift of God to come alive. If not, why this preaching? Can't you pray in your house? Don't you pray in tongues? So what again? Why are you here? You see the secret? We need something to move us from here to here. So people don't understand church. They say church, church business is a business power. They don't, they don't know what they are doing. They don't know what they are doing. It is not a business. So this is the father's enterprise. Jesus and Sons Company Limited. Well, <laughs> he has a very serious mission. And that mission is your life. Or let me put it, that mission is centered on spreading his purpose and that mission is connected with your life becoming what it must be. So you go to church. You know people go to church today, they don't know why they're going to church. Because every Sunday I should go to church and I should go and worship God. Why are you worshiping God? Why are you allowing that preacher to stand there to be preaching to you? We need to begin to think seriously. So Jesus... Does not, do, does not do things or say things because it is exciting to say. Let me read some more. So that primary, that primacy of grace, Paul says, the grace of God given to me for you. I have nothing. Me, I have nothing. You know why? If somebody gave, why is it given for you? For my wife, for my children. Noah, by faith, when he was warned of the troubles to come, he built an ark to save his family. What is Noah saving? An ark. He's saving his family. No, you think God could not allow Noah to swim in that water? Allow him to swim. He said, No, I think your time has come, so you need to die now. Swim in that water and die. And let me take. I mean, God, God could do anything. Look, I've given this man grace. He could hear my design. What are, what are you building? He said, God has shown me some cargo. I need to build a cargo. Rain is coming. Nobody has seen rain before. Then he comes and said, he said, my wife, rain is coming. Jephthah, um, Japheth, this, uh, Japheth, and, uh, and all. Rain is coming. You guys need to position yourself. Okay, Papa, we will obey. So he's building an ark. People are laughing. This guy, what kind of church is he running? What is he doing in that small room? Somebody was angry. Now, what, why, have I, why am I doing church in the room here? Hey, there are offices around. Why am I doing church? Did you pay the rent? Or God gave me grace to pay my rent? 
Now the person wants to be here. The person said, I want to come and visit you. And many have thought about church in terms of, I want a breakthrough. So just breakthrough. Oh no. Please begin to think big. Your God is able to do exceedingly abundantly far above whatever you ask or imagine. So what you are asking is nothing compared to the power of God. His power is described as unlimited resources. Unlimited. It's like you are giving a check. They say, go to the bank. Any money you want, go and cash. You are even confused already. Because you, you don't, you have, it's only one check. What are you going to do? You sleep in the bank the rest of the days. till so you think and you determine how much money you Unlimited. If we think only about breakthrough and not think about he who sent, if somebody is sending somebody, it means that he has a plan, he has a purpose, he has an intention. So today, a lot of our, when I see somebody say, me, I'm a motivational preacher, I say, you are worrying yourself. Mm-hmm. You better, t- <laughs> if you are called by God, you are called by God. Me, I'm not a motivational preacher. Remember somebody tell me, say, hey, you speak, you speak like a motivation. I said, I'm not a motivational preacher. Don't come and change my calling here. Don't change it. I am a preacher. I am called to bring something from Paul said in Philippians chapter, Philippians chapter 1, verse 19. He says that, for I know that through your prayers, my deliverance will come and the supply of the Spirit of Christ. For what? For what? We need the kingdom to move. We need. God's purpose is to spread. But today, people have hijacked God's church. When he comes, eh? Go and take care of my bride for me. I'm coming. Then they hijack the bride. Then they keep, they keep manipulating the bride. Ah, they keep manipulating the bride. Ah, then they take over the bride. Of Christ. When he comes. God has established. Later we'll talk, we'll talk more about spiritual, we can talk about spiritual covering for six months. What it does in a person's life. But it's just a small bit. Lastly, the word prophet is a general term. First of all, Jesus means prophet. Prophet. But also it's a general term to mean what? Evangelist, apostle, Righteous man himself said it. He will receive a righteous man in the name of a righteous man. Name it. So God have established a manner by which divine resource, what he is in heaven. He said, okay, let me take a man. Because of the plans I have for that man, that woman. Let me put this thing in him. Let him be the conduit, the pipe, to supply it to my people. So he came to his own and his own rejected him. What happened? They forfeited their own grace. The thing that is supposed to make them. He said, you Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you will never see me again until you shall say, blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. Okay, let me put it, put it another way. Blessed is he that comes in the name of a prophet. Blessed is he that comes in the name of an apostle. You are never going to see me again. You are never going to have a vision of me. No sight of Christ. Until you begin to come, come down to acknowledge the basics of, I am sent by somebody. I am he. So today, Israel is without a king. No king, no lord, no temple, no worship. 
Because they have never acknowledged their grace. Jonah says, when Jonah was in the belly of the way, he cried, cried, he said, He that looked at idols or vanities, God says, look at this. He said, no, 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 God, this one here is too big. Now look at this. That's why our spiritual warfare, for example, is polluted. That's why our prayer, that our prayers are polluted. Today, he said, God says, Come on, you are so powerful. I created you in my image. I've anointed you. Go face principalities and powers. No, 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 God, I faced my auntie. I finished my auntie. I'll finish her. Can't stand off. Then you remember the Kikipan. So this auntie of mine, her name is. Then you buy a bottle or buy oil bottle, write the name. Then they chew the paper. They say they chew, they scatter the pieces like that. People do all kinds of foolish things. <laughs> so, after, after you finish chewing, you say the person's mouth begins to turn this way. Because, you see, you open, God says, here is it. Blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. Say, no, 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 I don't want the name of the Lord. I don't want anything Christ. I pack that thing aside. That preaching you are preaching, pack it aside. Tell me something. Tell me God bless you. That's why you don't see me bringing any kind of preachers. I try to look for my preachers and bring because if by the time we finish building, then God enters and then he says, Yeah, it's dog. He wants to go this way, he's hitting into a wall. He'll judge you. We'll deal with you. God says, Receive a prophet. Receive the revelation of Christ. Receive the kingdom. He said, No, I want to eat crumbs. We audition, dress like audition. He said, No, 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 no. I'll be a prostitute. Who, you, you are this. He said, no, 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 no. He said, you are, you're my servant. I've called you. Go and preach like my servant. He said, me. I'll go and behave like a highling. You know a highling? He doesn't care about the sheep. He only is thinking about his salary. Give me money, give me money, give me money. So you pay him two days, he watch the sheep more, then he's gone. After he finished money, he come back. Twelve wolves have eaten about 14 of the lamb. He is just concerned about his stomach. That is what people are preaching. We need, you see, church, church, church business is very serious business other than money business. The money is only an accompaniment that comes. If we build a big temple, will God live in it? Acts chapter 7, 44 down. God does not dwell in temples built by the hands of men. What an honor. He moves it. You build that thing, you put all the chandeliers, all the shiny, shiny stuff, all the lights, pack it somewhere. I'm going to live inside Alice. Then Alice goes to the temple and begins to worship the temple. Then you know there's a problem. He said, I'm, I'm, I want to live inside man. Then man goes and then worships some Hindu god in Bantu. Because said, my son is not behaving right. We are losing grace. We are losing what God wants to give us. So, being a prophet, for example, does not start with, I'm going to stop somewhere, does not start with, I can see the name and address and a specific, no, no, no. A prophet is simply what God calls a person. Let's just back. Abraham. Goes into Jerah. He meets Abimelech. Abimelech tries to play with Abraham's wife. 
Because Abraham said, it's my sister. If you're writing your note, you write that. An example of a prophet. Abraham. Then God comes to say, Hey, don't you know he's my servant? Or, don't you know he's my prophet? Don't you know I call him? Don't you know he's my representative? Why did you do that? Go and tell him to pray for you. And you'll be healed. And your family will be healed. If not, I'll destroy you. Joseph is in Egypt. He is the one that can save Egypt. Who is a prophet? A prophet is one that is able to penetrate a system, influence it, and conform it to God. So if we send you Alice to a village right now, and you wake up one morning and gather all the people and fire prayer over their heads and their chiefs give their life to Christ. I don't want to start thinking about prophet. So if I can't see a vision, I'm not a prophet. Then John the Baptist is not a prophet. Where are the prophecies of John the Baptist? Compare John the Baptist to Jeremiah. Who is a prophet? You say Jeremiah. Compare, compare Elijah to John the Baptist. But the Bible says that John the Baptist is greater than Elijah. Ah, so, why, why are things arranged this way? God wants accuracy. If we can never be accurate with the plans and the purposes and the design of God, we cannot have access to His resources. So you, you, one after when I say I'm teaching today about the reward of a prophet, suddenly you would have just been thinking about me. It's more than me. It's pointing off to Christ. So I'm going to stop somewhere here. And then next week, by God's grace, I'll start defining some of the rewards of a prophet. But if I start and I will not finish, I have, I have just about three or four here. If I start, we will not finish. Or I have about ten. If I start, we will not finish. Even one will not finish. So let's, let me just try to end this way. The reward of a prophet places everything beyond the man that is standing. The reward of a prophet is beyond the gift of the prophet. Even though the gifts of that prophet, if I say gifts, understand now, as that divine ability that gives the man the ability to be able to speak his mind, God's mind, brings God's grace, minister God's resource to you. It goes beyond that. The reward, the reward, what God wants you to lay hold is beyond your breakthrough. Please hear me. What God wants you to catch is beyond, ah, I broke it through, I have a car. What's the What's the most of that? What's the most of that? They drive me, when you'll be a driver. This is last year. But it's good to have it. But that is not just the reward of a prophet. It is one of the most tiniest things that flow out of the reward. So it does not mean that you should not desire to have a car or be rich. Sunday I was telling you, yeah, I want all of you to prosper. Financially, I mean it, financially prosper. So, there is grace to be able to make you prosper financially. There's ability, power to prosper, power to shine, 
power to become lies in that reward. Because the reward is tied to the one that did the sending. It brings you back to the one that did the sending. So it is beyond the prophet. It is beyond the apostle. It is beyond the pastor. It is beyond the evangelist. Pastor, how does God heal people? I don't know. Can't this Unless maybe he opens my eye, then I'll see that something is moving and something is shifting. Then I say, oh, I have seen it. But in the name of Jesus, are you the healer? No. Say, Uba, all your number is 1,000 Ganassi. Uto, all your number is going to be a friend of Inshiraba. But if you're Israel, you are a fetish priest. Now, I'm going to say, you are going to say, you are going to say, you are and it will be your friend of a ring, be a friend of cord of the cocoa pot. What kind of bosom soup? You see, oil will be a friend of something sweet water. Abba sweet water. What is wrong with you? You are a fetish priest. You are a fetish priest. I wish I'm on TV saying this. Then you go to your chamber and be guessing. You are a fetish priest. You have nothing to supply. You are coming to tie people's destiny to idols and under the sea to destroy them, to steal their purposes. Let me tell you, when, when some of these people say, I'm a man of God, they have nothing. When you get around them, they look at you so bright. Me being a prophet, sometimes I meet people and I just see, I just see the light on them. I just see some star on their forehead. Shut it. Wow. This woman has glory, has honor. I was ministering the church and I said, Woman, I like your spirit. I will prophesy to you. Okay? I then I went to prophesy to another lady. I did not knew that that is the lady's junior sister, and she's the one who brought her born again. So I'm prophesying to her, and it's like, Pastor, can I say something? I said, That is my sister. Everything you are saying about her is true. So, wow! So the glory upon you, the glory upon you. Wonderful. So if I'm a fetish priest in suit with a, a podium like this and having congregation, a nice building, and I I Daytime preacher, nighttime idol worshiper. I see your light, then I carry the light, then I give it to maybe Daniel is close to me. So I pack people's seven lights and give it to them so Daniel can shine more. You're a thief, you're a robber. You need to be arrested. That's what I mean. So it is, I don't know how God heal people. That small boy, the face swollen like this, in the name of Jesus, over the phone, three days or something later, he said, Pastor, everything has disappeared. Pastor, how did it happen? I don't know. Why did God even do it? He just wants to supply grace. He wants somebody to catch his reward. Okay, I have an understanding now. How did he do it? Clueless. Pastor, what did you do in the name of Jesus? But how do you pray in the name of Jesus? And I know that he answers to his name. And he has given me grace. And when I speak, he will do it. Why? He wants to honor himself. So take all the glory. And say, may then you are you see me. You are nothing. You have nothing. You have nothing. So today, today's church have hijacked Jesus' bride. I call them vampire ministries and rapist ministries. 
You know how vampires behave? Precious, have you watched a vampire movie before? Have you, uh, let me say Dracula. Have you watched Dracula before? Where they bite people and then they take the people with the person's blood. Usually they bite on the left and they dip their, their teeth into your jugular vein and drink all the blood out of your system. Then you fall dead. After some few minutes you rise, you become a vampire. That is what's happening in our church. So we have multiplicity of vampires in our churches. Our churches are just more vampires. One vampire leaves, another vampire occupies. We can't see anything. May God deliver his children from wicked prophets. I know they will not like me for saying some of these things. I know even the demons that are hearing this blast of light and fire, they don't like it. Why is this guy teaching these people these things? God wants your eyes open. Let me, let me see this. Let me see this. You go to some of the places. They say, nya, mia, mia, don't. Do you know what they do? They take one problem out of your life. They have sex. You go with one sickness. You leave. You, you are coming back with the most difficult sickness. Your conditions never abate. Never goes down. Your never changes. It's difficult. Difficult. Then you say, pastors, ni naya no, Noah is standing in the midst. He says, God, if you are disappointed, you know. So why did God give this grace? Why did God call me a man of God and ask me to start church? And then I said, I started. Then I come alone, I come and pray. Then one person joined. Before two. Today I was driving, I was thinking, yesterday and then I was driving, I was thinking, I said, oh God, thank you. This thing is going to grow. Because I was alone. I was one crazy one. <laughs> then another crazy one joined me. So I catch that madness also. <laughs> then before I realized another one, Daniel also joined me, caught the madness. Then say fast. Then, I mean, wow. This thing has a future. This thing has it. The divine plan. God has something beyond you and I. So do you know what I want you to see? Begin to look beyond your breakthrough. See the bigger picture. See the grace of God. Look beyond me. Look beyond yourself. Look beyond me. Look beyond this small room. Five years from now, you look back and say, wow, I was in that small room too. That's why we are taking all these videos and taking all these pictures always. So that all these backgrounds will reflect. We are not ashamed to tell our story and know where we are coming from and always put it up that this is where we came from. Yes. As we come, man of God for the hour. <laughs> you, there's no man of God for the hour. There are only prophets and servants of God. Call of God. So let me end. It is only the spiritual that is of real value. The only thing of real eternal value is the spiritual. The only thing that is of real eternal value is not my car. Car can break down. But when it breaks down, you miss yourself, girl. And the pastor who came here this evening he was telling me. I said, I was telling him that I tell all the people around me, the leaders around me, people I'm grooming into the place of leadership. But everybody here is a leader. That is why it's not anybody at all that will come to church here. So don't be worried if you don't see somebody here. Because I'm not going there again. 
Why? You know, I don't like the way you preach. No, I'll make you a leader by force. I'm not going to be pampering you. I will make sure you grow. When Alice told me, Pastor, I've started something, I said, wow. And today we are talking, Alice is, Alice is beginning to take steps further into the open. I said, wonderful. Continue to move. Let it expand. Small. You are developing your leadership capacity. One day when you go apply for a job, some after you finish your some qualification, you they say, but all these years, you know, he said, no. I took initiative. He said, so with this job, what can you do? I am able to take initiative. That's why I took initiative to start something out. So, wow. Who don't know the plan of God for their lives? The thing that is of real value is the spiritual. Dachin, 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 eternity. eternity. You can't drive this guy into eternity. They will suck you. They will chase you out. I said, my friend, take, take, take that thing. It, it's off it. Why? A day before the Lord is like, it's like a thousand years. A thousand years before the Lord. So you're driving this today, you think you're driving something. A thousand years ago, they released in heaven. They packed it. Scrap. We can't see it anymore. The soul of the car disappeared. So, hey, this is my brand new car. I'll die with it. You are late thousand years. Wait, you can't take some of these things. But when it comes to spirit, the spiritual, when you live out of grace, grace doesn't change. It grows, but it's in that capacity. Like a seed. The seed has the tree. The only thing of value is the spiritual. So have before you the ultimate good. It's more than a breakthrough. So Alice, you'll break through. There's no doubt about it. Mommy, you'll break through. Precious, you're going to break through. Daniel, you will be. All of us here, Mr. Jololo, Sister um, Celestine, my wife, everybody, we are going to be. But that cannot be my primary focus. He that looks at lying vanities forfeits the grace that is in us. So you chase after Jesus. You see his Amen. Amen. Hey, I just want to stop here. I, I just want to stop here. This evening is not much of a prophetic time, but some things are working out. Let me ask a question. Let me ask a question. Or oh,